O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Tuesday, October 19. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit. As it is written in Romans 10.17, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken Word of God, it is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The Word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Vayera, and it means, And He Appeared. Genesis 19, 1-20 The two angels arrived in Sodom in the evening, as Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he rose to greet them, and bowing low with his face to the ground, he said, Please, my lords, turn aside to your servant's house to spend the night, and bathe your feet. Then you may be on your way early. But they said, No, we will spend the night in the square. But he urged them strongly, so they turned his way and entered his house. He prepared a feast for them and baked unleavened bread, and they ate. They had not yet lain down when the townspeople, the men of Sodom, young and old, all the people to the last man, gathered about the house. And they shouted to Lot and said to him, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us, that we may be intimate with them. So Lot went out to them to the entrance, shut the door behind him, and said, I beg you, my friends, do not commit such a wrong. Look, I have two daughters who have not known a man. Let me bring them out to you, 
and you may do to them as you please, but do not do anything to these men, since they have come under the shelter of my roof. But they said, Stand back. The fellow, they said, came here as an alien, and already he acts the ruler. Now we will deal worse with you than with them. And they pressed hard against the person of Lot and moved forward to break the door. But the men stretched out their hands and pulled Lot into the house with them and shut the door. And the people who were at the entrance of the house, young and old, they were struck with blinding light so that they were helpless to find the entrance. Then the men said to Lot, Whom else have you here? Sons-in-law, your sons and daughters, or anyone else that you have in the city, bring them out of this place. For we are about to destroy this place, because the outcry against them before Hashem has become so great that Hashem has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law, who had married his daughters, and said, Up, get out of this place, for Hashem is about to destroy the city. But he seemed to his sons-in-law as one who jests. As dawn broke, the angels urged Lot on, saying, Up, take your wife and your two remaining daughters, lest you be swept away because of the iniquity of the city. Still he delayed. So the men seized his hand and the hands of his wife and his two daughters, in Hashem's mercy on him, and brought him out and left him outside the city. When they had brought them outside, one said, Flee for your life. Do not look behind you, nor stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the hills, lest you be swept away. But Lot said to them, O no, my lord, you have been so gracious to your servant, and have already shown me so much kindness in order to save my life. But I cannot flee to the hills, lest the disaster overtake me and I die. Look, that town there is near enough to flee to. It is such a little place. Let me flee there. It is such a little place. And let my life be saved. Jeremiah 33, 1-34, The word of Hashem came to Jeremiah a second time while he was still confined in the prison compound as follows. Thus said Hashem, who is planning it, Hashem, who is shaping it, to bring it about, whose name is Hashem. Call to me, and I will answer you, and I will let you tell you wondrous things, secrets you have not known. For thus said Hashem, the God of Israel, concerning the houses of this city and the palaces of the kings of Yehuda that were torn down for defense against the siege mounds and against sword, and were filled by those who went to fight the Chaldeans with the corpses of the men whom I struck down in my anger and rage, hiding my face from the city because of all their wickedness. I am going to bring her relief and healing. I will heal them and reveal to them abundance of true favor. And I will restore the fortunes of Yehuda and Israel, and I will rebuild them as of old. And I will purge them of all the sins which they committed against me, and I will pardon all the sins which they committed against me, by which they rebelled against me. And she shall gain through me renown, joy, fame, and glory above all the nations on earth, when they hear of all the good fortune I provide for them. They will thrill and quiver because of all the good fortune and the prosperity that I provide for her.
Thus said Hashem, Again, there shall be heard in this place, which you say is ruined without man or beast, in the towns of Yehuda and the streets of Jerusalem that are desolate, without man, without inhabitants, without beast, the sound of mirth and gladness, the voice of bridegroom and bride, the voice of those who cry, Give thanks to the Lord of hosts, for Hashem is good, for His kindness is everlasting, as they bring thanksgiving offerings to the house of Hashem. For I will restore the fortunes of the land as of old, said Hashem. Thus said the Lord of hosts, In this ruined place, without man and beast, and in all its towns, there shall again be a pasture for shepherds, where they can rest their flocks. Everyone, officials and people, who had entered into the covenant, in the towns of the hill country, in the towns of the Shephelah, and in the towns of the Negev, in the land of Benjamin, and in the environs of Jerusalem, and in the towns of Yehuda, sheep shall again pass under the hands of one who counts them, says Hashem. See, days are coming, declares Hashem, when I will fulfill the promise that I made concerning the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will raise up a true branch of David's line, and he shall do what is just and right in the land. In those days, Yehuda shall be delivered, and Israel shall dwell secure. And this is what she shall be called, Hashem is our vindicator. For thus says Hashem, There shall never be an end to men of David's line who sit upon the throne of the house of Israel, nor shall there ever be an end to the line of the Levitical Kohanim before me, of those who present burnt offerings and turn the meal offering to smoke and perform sacrifices. The word of Hashem came to Jeremiah. Thus said Hashem, If you could break my covenant with the day and my covenant with the night, so that day and night should not come at their proper time, only then could my covenant with my servant David be broken, so that he would not have a descendant reigning upon his throne, or with my ministrants, the Levitical Kohanim, like the host of heaven which cannot be counted, and the sand of the sea which cannot be measured, so will I multiply the offspring of my servant David and of the Leviim who minister to me. The word of Hashem came to Jeremiah. You see what this people said. The two families which Hashem chose have now been rejected by him. Thus they despise my people and regard them as no longer a nation. Thus said Hashem, As surely as I have established my covenant with day and night, the laws of heaven and earth, so I will never reject the offspring of Jacob and my servant David. I will never fail to take from his offspring rulers for the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Indeed, I will restore their fortunes and take them back in love. The word which came to Jeremiah from Hashem when King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon and all his army and all the kingdoms of the earth and all the peoples under his sway were waging war against Jerusalem and all its towns.
Thus said Hashem, the God of Israel, Go speak to King Zedekiah of Yehudah, and say to him, Thus said Hashem, I am going to deliver this city into the hands of the king of Babylon, and he will destroy it by fire. You will not escape from him. You will be captured and handed over to him. And you will see the king of Babylon face to face and speak to him in person. And you will be brought to Babylon. But hear the word of Hashem, O king Zedekiah of Yehudah. Thus said Hashem concerning you, You will not die by the sword. You will die a peaceful death. And, as incense was burned for your ancestors, the earlier kings who preceded you, so they will burn incense for you, and they will lament for you, Ah, Lord! For I myself have made the promise, declares Hashem. The Navi Jeremiah spoke all these words to King Zedekiah of Yehudah in Jerusalem. When the army of the king of Babylon was waging war against Jerusalem and against the remaining towns of Yehudah, against Lachish and Azekah, for they were the only fortified towns of Yehudah that were left. The word which came to Jeremiah from Hashem after King Zedekiah had made a covenant with all the people in Jerusalem to proclaim a release among them, that everyone should set free his Hebrew slaves, both male and female, and that no one should keep his fellow Judean enslaved. Everyone, officials and people who had entered into the covenant, agreed to set their male and female slaves free and not keep them enslaved any longer. They complied and let them go. But afterward they turned about and brought back the men and women they had set free and forced them into slavery again. Then it was that the word of Hashem came to Jeremiah from Hashem. Thus said Hashem, the God of Israel, I made a covenant with your fathers when I brought them out of the land of Egypt, the house of bondage, saying, In the seventh year each of you must let go any fellow Hebrew who may be sold to you. When he has served you six years, you must set him free. But your fathers would not obey me or give ear. Lately you turned about and did what is proper in my sight. And each of you proclaimed a release to his countrymen, and you made a covenant accordingly before me in the house which bears my name. But now you have turned back and have profaned my name. Each of you has brought back the men and women whom you had given their freedom and forced them to be your slaves again. Assuredly, thus says Hashem, you would not obey me and proclaim a release each to his kinsmen and countrymen. Lo, I proclaim your release, declares Hashem, to the sword, to pestilence, and to famine, and I will make you a horror to all the kingdoms of the earth. I will make the men who violated my covenant, who did not fulfill the terms of the covenant which they made before me, like the calf which they cut in two so as to pass between the halves. The officers of Yehudah and Jerusalem, the officials, the Kohanim, and all the people of the land who pass between the halves of the calf shall be handed over to their enemies, to those who seek to kill them. Their carcasses shall become food for the birds of the sky and the beasts of the earth. I will hand over King Zedekiah of Yehudah and his officers to their enemies, who seek to kill them, to the army of the king of Babylon which has withdrawn from you. I hereby give the command, declares Hashem, by which I will bring them back against this city. 
They shall attack it and capture it and burn it down. I will make the towns of Yehuda a desolation without inhabitant. 1 Timothy 4, 1-16 Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats which God has created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer, If you put the brethren in remembrance of these things, you shall be a good minister of Yeshua, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto you have attained. But refuse profane and old wives' fables, and exercise yourself rather to godliness. For bodily exercise profits little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is, and of that which is to come. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance. For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach, because we trust in the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially of those that believe. These things command and teach. Let no man despise your youth, but be an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and purity. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in you, which was given you by prophecy, with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things, give yourself wholly to them, that your profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto yourself and unto the doctrine, continue in them, for in doing this you shall both save yourself and them that hear you. Psalm 89, 1-13 I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness shall you establish in the very heavens. I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn unto David my servant, Your seed will I establish forever, and build up your throne to all generations. Selah. And the heavens shall praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness also in the congregation of the saints. For who in the heaven can be compared unto the Lord? Who among the sons of the mighty can be likened unto the Lord? God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints, and to be had in reverence of all them that are about him. O Lord God of hosts, who is a strong Lord like unto you, or to your faithfulness round about you. You rule the raging of the sea, when the waves thereof arise, you still them. You have broken Rahab in pieces as one that is slain. You have scattered your enemies with your strong arm. The heavens are yours, the earth also is yours. As for the world and the fullness thereof, you have founded them. 
The north and the south you have created them. Tabor and Hermon shall rejoice in your name. You have a mighty arm, strong is your hand, and high is your right hand. Proverbs 25, 23, and 24 The north wind drives away rain, so does an angry countenance, a backbiting tongue. It is better to dwell in the corner of the housetop than with a brawling woman and in a wide house. I'd like to speak to you today from Jeremiah chapters 33 and 34. And we will start with verse 11, where it is written in chapter 33, verse 11. I'm going to start with verse 10. Thus said Hashem, Again, there shall be heard in this place which you say is ruined without man or beast, in the towns of Yehuda and the streets of Jerusalem that are desolate without man, without inhabitants, without beast, the sound of mirth and gladness, the voice of bridegroom and bride, the voice of those who cry, Give thanks to the Lord of hosts, Yahweh Sabaoth, for Hashem is good, His kindness is everlasting, as they bring thanksgiving offerings to the house of Hashem. For I will restore the fortunes of the land as of old, says Hashem. Now, in the 1890s, Mark Twain visited Jerusalem and visited the land of Israel, and he wrote a book about it, and he basically, and I'm going to paraphrase, he said that the place is desolate, there are no people, it is a haunt for jackals, and he described it the way it was back then. And today, if you go to Jerusalem, you will see children running and playing in the streets. You will see outdoor weddings. You will see outdoor musicians on Ben Yehuda Street playing the violin and singing and dancing and joy and mirth in the streets of Jerusalem. So literally, this verse has come to pass. It has been fulfilled, at least partly, perhaps not in all of its fullness. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. The Torah never uses extraneous words, and every Hebrew letter of the Tanakh has infinite meaning. If so, why does this verse use two different expressions to connote happiness? Sason, mirth, and simcha, gladness. According to Rabbi Mordecai Willig, Sason is the enduring happy feeling of satisfaction and fulfillment. Simcha, on the other hand, refers to an exuberant but temporary experience of joy felt on special occasions. The feeling of Simcha is more intense but short-lived, while Sason is less powerful but persists endlessly. Jeremiah promises that one day the land of Israel will be filled with the sweet sounds of both Sason and Simcha. Not only will there be intense gladness over the redemption, but the people will experience the long-lasting joy of dwelling permanently in Eretz Israel, in the presence of God. Continuing on in chapter 33, let's look at verses 14 and 15. See, 
Days are coming, declares Hashem, when I will fulfill the promise that I made concerning the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will raise up a true branch of David's line, and he shall do what is just and right in the land. So this is a covenant that includes both northern kingdom, that is the house of Israel, and southern kingdom, that is the house of Judah. And it has to do with raising up a true branch of David's line. And who is that true branch? This is a Ramez hint pointing us to Yeshua. And in fact, um, in the Psalms today, what we read in the Psalms fits right in with what this is talking about. And in Psalm 89, Verses 3 and 4, it is written, I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn to David my servant that your seed will I will establish forever and build up your throne to all generations. Selah. Now when you look at the actual lineage of Yeshua, which is outlined for us in Matthew chapter 1, Yeshua came from the lineage of David. And so Yeshua is that branch. Now look at verse 18. Nor shall there ever be an end to the line of the Levitical Kohanim before me, of those who present burnt offerings and turn the meal offering to smoke and perform sacrifices. So this is a promise that the Levitical Kohanim will be one day restored and they will have Levitical priestly duties to do. There will be a third temple. It's described for us in Ezekiel 44, 45, 46, the concluding chapters of that book, this third temple. And the Levitical priesthood will have priestly duties in um, that temple with sacrifices, meal offering sacrifices, drink sacrifices, etc., And so verse 26 is very, very comforting. Let's start with verse 25. Thus says Hashem, As surely as I have established my covenant with day and night, the laws of heaven and earth, so I will never reject the offspring of Jacob and my servant David. I will never fail to take from his offspring rulers for the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Indeed, I will restore their fortunes and take them back in love. So though the southern kingdom was taken captive and went into exile for 70 years, and then a small remnant returned, and then they were exiled again um, when Rome entered into Jerusalem and destroyed the temple, in 586 BC, no, 70 AD, 70 AD, and then again the Jews were exiled to the nations of the earth, and it wasn't until May of 1948 that they reobtained their ancient homeland. And the northern kingdom has been scattered to all nations of the earth and has never returned. But this promise says, I will restore their fortunes and take them back in love, and he will return his people to the land eventually. Let's now look at uh, chapter 34, verse 17. 
chapter 34, verse 17, reads, Assuredly, thus said Hashem, You would not obey me and proclaim a release, each to his kinsmen and countrymen. Lo, I proclaim your release, declares Hashem, to the sword, to pestilence, and to famine, and I will make you a horror to all the kingdoms of the earth. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. With the Babylonian onslaught, the nobility and landowners made a covenant with the people to release all slaves and workers from their servitude. Once the threat receded temporarily, they reneged on their promise and re-enslaved the poor workers. God declares this injustice intolerable. He freed the Jewish people from Egyptian servitude so that they would dwell as a free nation in the land of Israel, living up to the highest standards of ethics and morality. However, should they begin to enslave others or engage in other unscrupulous or deceptive behavior, Hashem will give the nations of the world the freedom to strike, and they will once again become slaves to foreigners. So, we're seeing the downfall of the southern kingdom. It's being painted vividly by Jeremiah in these chapters. And similarly, we're seeing a downfall of the nations right now in our current events. Right now, as I speak, we have thousands of flights being canceled because air traffic controllers and pilots and flight attendants are sicking out from work because they are refusing to bow to the vaccine mandate. Too many people are dying and having very adverse reactions to the jab. Heart attacks, strokes, myocarditis, all kinds of uh, very serious adverse reactions. And so it's, uh, you know, the system is really breaking down. And there's supply chain bottlenecks, truckers not working, not driving and delivering their cargo to the grocery stores and to the box stores. And um, so the tyranny and authoritarianism that has arisen that's accompanying this virus of implementing tyrannical dictates and edicts is a sign of the end of days B system arising. And so we are seeing a lot of this oppression that was going on back then happening again today. So how do we uh, stand against this? We need to renew our mind with the word of God. We must not bow in fear, in compromise. We must stand strong in the Lord and, and in all of his might and be covered with the whole armor of God. Have a blessed day and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. Adonai.
Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>